Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Uh, back with uh, what I've talked about uh, earlier with the in the month of May here, uh, which is all about agency management systems. It's also kind of known as the month of management, if you want to know management management systems. So just a kind of play. I always try to play on the words and try to do the best that I can. Um, and we've got another great, great guest today. Uh, somebody who is very, very, very knowledgeable in this stuff. He's been around uh, the industry for uh, probably 20, 30 years, maybe even more than that. But the, he does a lot of things. He's very knowledgeable in a lot of things. But one of the things is, is if you're looking at getting a management system and you want to kind of know the differences, as you may have known, is with some of the other guests we've had, they may have been kind of biased towards the management system. Here we're just going to have an open conversation so that you can kind of take the information because he doesn't make money off of uh, trying to steer you to a certain one. I don't make money trying to steer you off a certain one. So we're just going to have an open uh, conversation where we can just try to give you the best information, just like we always try to do here at Agent Influence, so that you can make a sound decision, um, put in some good workflows and practices, have the best product possible, so you can deliver the best customer experience for your uh, client. And before we get into that, you know, I always like to say a couple words, and I'm going to tell you now, um, I don't know exactly when we're going to be um, releasing this. It is April 20th when I'm recording this uh, right now, and but I do know that this will be out in sometime in the month of May, so whatever date it is today when you're listening to this, know that the uh, customer service is just foreplay book is uh, scheduled to be released right around the 15th or the 20th of May, so if it's before then, get ready. But here's what you can do. You can go to www.insuranceforeplay.com. That's insuranceforeplay.com, and you can uh, pre-order or you can order it if it's already been released, and it's got everything that you need to know about the book out there. Um, I've got to tell you, so far, I have a ton of people who have already called me and emailed me and said, hey, I want to pre-order this. I actually released it to one of the independent insurance agency owners uh, Facebook group, and I got bombarded with people telling me, hey, I can't pre-order. The pre-order button doesn't work. Well, we're waiting for Amazon to give us the okay, and then once we do, then we can drop the code in for you to do that. But I was really surprised at all the people who said that they tried to click on it. Um, so I know it's going to be huge. It's customer service is just foreplay. It is the modern customer experience that will separate you from your competition. So that is really, really important. And if you read the book, I've, I've already sent it out to a lot of people and they've read it and they really love it, including our guest speaker today. I do want to also thank you for uh, being part of, of the reviews. If you've reached out and wrote me a review on iTunes or on Stitcher, I can't tell you enough how uh, what that means. I got an email a couple weeks ago from Stitcher telling me that I'm getting great feedback and great reviews on my Stitcher site and I just that kind of blew me away and it's all because of you. I do this for you and for you to take your time to do that for me, it, it, it means the world to me. It really, really, truly does. I also want to remind you that Agents Influence is sponsored by Grow Program. You can go to growprogram.com. You can find about out about uh, DEMA, the Digital Insurance Marketing Academy. Also, our, in our Insurance Agent Mastermind Group, which is uh, growing very, very fast. Also, once again, the speaker today is an honorary member of that group. And 
We're just a group that sits out there and learns. We meet two times a month and we have presenters or we have speakers who come in. Uh, we record those. We put them in the members area. We also have a Facebook group where we're constantly posting ideas. What product? How do we do this? What commissions do you pay? It's a, it's a fabulous group to be a part of. If you want to be a part of any of that and you want to know more about it, hit me at jason at growprogram.com. That's jason at growprogram.com. So that's enough there for all the sales pitches and whatever, but uh, keep in mind, Grow's got to make some money because this uh, this platform we're using here to help you is not a free platform, just like nothing in the world is free. Um, but truthfully to you, Agents Influence is free. It's just not free for me to produce. But anyways, before we get on, I just once again want to sincerely say thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting Agents Influence. And if the one other thing you could do for me is that when you get done here, if you could share this with somebody, that would really mean a lot to me. And it would also probably mean a lot to the person that you're sharing it with. But in the meantime, here we go! Jason Cass back once again, rocking that music. I, I get a lot of fanfare from it. That's right. That's uh, that's uh, Sun Stereo. Buddy plays with them. It's a really, really good. They have a whole CD. Look them up, Sun Stereo. I don't make any money. I just want you to have good music. And I want my buddy who's a drummer and and, and, and lives with his girlfriend because that's what drummers do. Um, he, he needs some money so that he can uh, get out of college. But anyways, uh, now getting on to it, I'm going to introduce to you the Senior Vice President at Artrike. Um, his name is Rick Morgan. I'm willing to bet that a lot of people, when you heard me say his name right there, you're like, I know this guy. I, I, this guy's been around forever. you darn right he's been around forever. And what he has to say today is just as genuine, true, and advanced into your mind as it was back in the 40s and 50s when he first got into the industry. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking, Rick. I'm just joking. See, I know Rick well, so I can joke like that, and no one else yes, needs this. No one else needs to say that. So, anyways, I brought him on because, as you heard in the opening, Rick um, doesn't. He has a deep, rich history that I'm going to let him talk about in the management systems in many different functions, and he still keeps a track and keeps uh, keeps up to date with them very, very heavily. And so, when I was thinking of bringing them on um, for having this month, Rick was one of the first people that came to my mind. Is I need to bring Rick on so that we can get an unbiased opinion and whether your agency's small, large, personal lines, commercial lines, service oriented, sales oriented, I want to be able to talk in an unbiased way to give you the best possible information you can. So please put your hands together unless you're driving and and, and introduce, um, I'm going to introduce to you Rick Morgan. Rick, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Jason. Thank you for for inviting me for this conversation. I look forward to it. I've often said that you're like, um, you know, listening to you is like being on Mr. Toad's wild ride. <laughs> so here we go. But uh, it's fun. But yeah, thanks a bunch. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a good time. And I'm, and I'm anxious to um, maybe kind of decipher some of the um, the myths and the reasons and just some different types of things out there. And so before we do, Give us that one two-minute spiel of who you are. You've been on the podcast a couple times, but we have new listeners signing up literally around five to seven a week, and so there's a lot of people that may not have listened to those um, past 
prior podcast. So tell us a little bit about who you are starting back maybe when you were uh, in college or high school or whatever and bring them forward. <laughs> well, we probably don't need to go back to school. But anyway, um, I, I, you know, I started my career with uh, Aetna Life and Casualty as an underwriter, but shortly, you know, I stayed there for a while and, and, and um, I left to help run a gubernatorial campaign. And when I did that, I bought an insurance agency. And so for about 10 years, I ran an insurance agency in Boulder, Colorado. And it was during that time that, that agency management systems were introduced. And so I bought one of the first agency management systems in the country. In fact, the system I bought was a Gemini, and I was one of the first 50 agents in the country that bought that system. Wow. And um, uh, that was back in like 1981, actually. And uh, so I bought that system and, and then became um, helped form the uh, the Gemini Users Group and then became its second president. So I served as president of the Gemini Users Group uh, for a year. And and then, uh, as it turned out, I left my agency and formed the Automation Management Group, which um, its intent was to, um, to actually publish reviews of agency management systems and discuss other technology-related issues in the insurance industry in an unbiased, honest way because at that time there was no independent voice having to dealing with those kinds of issues what you heard were elaborate press releases and advertisements that were being delivered by the various agency management system vendors and at that time i mean is it by 1985 there was you know 20 or so different agency management systems out there maybe more than that i don't even remember what the number was but we we um for many years then uh, did reviews of agency management systems, real, very, very thorough in-depth reviews of agency management systems. And then as, as time evolved, I created a company called Silverplume, which was taking all the insurance reference material and at the time putting it on CD-ROM. Um, hmm. That company is now owned by Vertifor and, uh, and is known as Sage because they've combined rating with it and of course it's all online uh, but uh, th then I um, you know and during that time by the way I was doing a lot of consulting with a lot of independent agents around the country helping them pick and choose an agency management system that worked for them and uh, there were differences still are and, and so I did that and then uh, later on I became um, senior vice president of marketing for applied systems and then actually was an interim CEO of uh, the Applied Systems Users Group uh, at the time, ASNET, um, for a year as we tried to find a permanent uh, CEO, which we did. And then, um, and then I ended up in my current position as Senior Vice President with Artrek, which is a branding firm uh, out of uh, Washington, D.C., and we do... We help agencies with their communications marketing. Well, the industry, not agencies only, with uh, w with that. And we also put on an annual event called Brand Camp, which is coming up. And uh, actually, by the time people hear this, it may be underway. It's uh, May seventeenth uh, through nineteenth in uh, St. Louis. Yeah, right outside of my hometown there. And um, and Brand Camp is a fantastic event. Uh, I, I've I've been and uh, I'm going. And uh, you you definitely need to be going if you don't know where can they find out about that uh, if they want to if if it's last minute and maybe they're listening from the immediate area and they want to come. Sure. All they need to do is go to the Art Trek website, which is a a r t r i j k dot com, 
and there's a tab on there for Brandcamp. Okay. Just click on that, and and uh, it's got all the information. Great event. It's the agenda, how to register, all that stuff. It, it, nothing like you've ever been to, as far as a conference or a convention or anything like that. This is a very uh, some some very smart minds, creative, intelligent minds getting all in a room and uh, and really discussing things. And there's a lot of other great parts of it, but it's just it's different than you've ever seen. I guarantee you that. So. Um, obviously, you have vast experience inside of the uh, AMS world, and so that that is very cool. And by the way, real quick, who did Jim and I actually end up becoming eventually? Do you know, or is it still? Yeah, it sort it really sort of morphed into um, the, the what was called the Sajida pro, uh, system, and that system then was purchased ultimately by um, by what at the time was a company called AMS, which is now Vertifor. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, so when I say AMS a lot, we like to use that for agency management system. I'll do my best to distinguish between that and Vertifor. And so there's a lot of management systems out there. I was just at an Ivan's conference, um, uh, Rick, uh, three, four weeks ago now. And yeah, I was in the middle of, 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 of March. So yeah, about four weeks ago now. And I was really blown away because of the management systems that were in the room actually made up 96% of the agency management systems that are, that are uh, as far as, um, I guess you could say, users, okay, of, of who it is. Because they told us they were around 62 to 64 management systems in America today that are being used by independent insurance agents. And of the ones that were in the room, Applied, Vertifor, QQ Solutions, SIS, Hawksoft, and NASA, they said that those six made up 96% of the market. Okay, so, so you can only imagine that those other 56, 57 of them <laughs> are making up that other 4%. I thought that was yeah. huge. That really blew yeah. my mind. I, I, I think Applied was... Applied was 35% or 45% of the market. And then I think Vertifor was around 25 to 30%. And then those other four made up the remaining of that 96%. So it was really, really, really amazing. And um, just so everybody knows, and we'll get everything on the table here. I, um, I When I started my agency in 2012, or 2010, um, uh, before that, I was with an agency that had Instar, which is a Vertifor product. And when I started my own agency in 2010, I went with AMS 360, which is a Vertifor product. And then in 2013, I uh, switched and went to QQ Solutions, um, which is their QQ Catalyst system, which is a state-of-the-art system. Just, just so everybody kind of knows, because you're going to hear me talk highly about QQ, and I'll do my best not to down anybody else, because at the end of the day, I'm going to make the disclaimer <laughs> right now. Every management system is made for every different type of individual. I say it all the time that uh, agencies are like fingerprints. None of them, of them are the same. And so when you're looking about management systems, everybody needs a different function. I've talked to some people who absolutely went to QQ Catalyst and they couldn't stand it and went back to AMS 360. I hear a lot of people leave Applied and go to QQ and they say they would never go back. So no, no, no one is wrong than the other. Am I right about that, Rick? Uh, generally speaking, yes, I would say. Yes. I mean, there's no, you know, there's, there's certainly competition. Absolutely. And what works for you may be great, but only thing I ask as an agent that's listening to this or an insurance professional is open your mind for a minute and realize that you may not have the best system. That's what we need to do. We need to stop for a minute and we need to say, 
And 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 what we have to do, and we're going to talk more about this, and you've probably already heard it in prior podcasts, is that today management systems are just not about the data they hold. It's just not about managing data or managing contact information or policy information. There's a lot of other functions now that are needing the management system to talk with them, let's say, so that they are able to we're able to run other programs so that we don't have to enter the information one time in the management system and then turn around and enter it into another type of, of system where we're in maybe even two or three different types of systems. Today, um, with all the management systems, they're allowing it today where we can essentially put in the information one time into our management system or into the company's system and it downloads into our own. Um, but then that kicks off a whole series of events of other programs that are connected. So if you don't know that, understand that a lot of things that you use in your agency to create that customer experience or that customer service can maybe um, be hooked into your management system. So, so um, what we're going to do is a lot of times with this, I have some prearranged questions, but Rick and I don't have any prearranged questions, do we, Rick? Any? No, we no, do not. no prearranged questions. We just wanted just to have a general conversation. Rick and I are always talking about things, and usually he's telling me that I'm thinking wrong about something, and I'm telling <laughs> him that he that he don't know. And so I thought, you know what, this is a good guy to bring on. And then obviously, from you heard his background. So Rick, um, when we talk about the management systems in there, if if you're an agent and you're trying to wonder maybe which one's best for you. Okay, no names. We're just trying to say, what should an agent be looking at? What should he or she be thinking about probably as maybe their number one priority or one of their top priorities as far as what uh, they should be wanting and expecting out of their management system? I know that's yeah, a broad let, question, but go yeah, ahead. Let me, back, let me back up a second and let me give you a little bit of history of agency management systems, just really high level. Okay. And then there is a process that I think agencies can go through that will help them but I oh, that's you know, and I don't do this kind of consulting anymore I mean this is that's like an, another another lifetime ago but but I but I do understand so, so I'm not today I this is a disclaimer for me I'm not fully uh, up to date on all of the feature functionality and capabilities of all the various agency management systems but the process and the issues remain unchanged so I'm not going to talk about this system can do this better than that one kind of thing but right. rather here's what an agency needs to do to make a, a smart informed decision Good. and more importantly how once they've made that decision they take full advantage of the capability of that system to make sure that they're that they um, that they get full um, advantage of that investment so so you know when when agency management first started back in like 79 I think Redshot was the first system out there and and those systems were really pretty much all of the systems for the first couple of years were for the most part accounting systems and allowed agencies uh, who had been on batch systems we used to this is probably more information than people aren't going to even know what I'm talking about probably but people used to take agencies used to take all of their invoices and all of their accounting information and batch it up and send it off to a service and that service then would send them all of their accounting and financial records um, several weeks later. Wow! And they would send out their, you know, their their invoices and and everything to their customers as a result of that process and get their P and L and all that kind of stuff, uh, accounts receivable and payable and all that. So it was batched and and then 
these agency management systems were allowed agencies to bring them in-house. As an interesting aside, so what that did was, is the people that were put in charge of those systems were who, would you imagine? Well, it was the bookkeeper. It was the accounting person in the agency. So agency salespeople, managers, owners, almost had nothing to do at all with the early agency management systems. They were almost completely um, over, you know, the oversight, the management, the uh, the involvement with that vendor was done through the accounting bookkeeping department. Wow. Um, I understand why that happened and how it happened. The unfortunate part of that was is that systems got really good at accounting and, uh, and, and unfortunately for many years lacked uh, good management support, um, good sales support and because you know, what does a bookkeeper really know about what a producer needs? And, not until and those screens those agency management systems were all green screens i mean you know you had dumb terminals and and they were you know black and green and wow <laughs> and and pretty ugly um but once once we once things you know we got windows because uh, this was dos world not windows world and so once windows happened and email came about and then ultimately when the internet came about more and more agency owners and producers got involved because they could use some of the information in that agency management system to do a better job with their whatever their role was. And that's when the systems really started to evolve and take on um, the ability to do, you know, to, to really support the, um, the management and sales functions in an agency. Wow. So forever, for the, from the beginning, um, I think agencies have always, uh, I, I don't know that, Use the using the word complain is correct, but they've they've struggled um, and and wanted to find a scapegoat for whatever ailed them. Um, for many years, even when it was just accounting, agencies complained that the systems didn't do what they needed to do, and and in some cases that was true. But more often than not, it's that agencies had no clue on on what it meant to financially manage an agency. They were all out of out of uh, balance, for example. And it was when they put all their data into an agent, you know, financial data into the agency management system that they learned that they were out of balance. Wow. Uh, up until that time, they didn't even really know that. And so it was, it's been interesting to, to step back and look at that process. So the same holds true today where an agency's got an agency management system and they may be frustrated because it doesn't do X. The problem is sometimes it does. In fact, more times than not, what, regardless of what agency management system an agency has, over time, so when the agency first got their system, for example, they were trained and they learned what all the functionality was. But the people that were trained over time have been promoted, have retired, have changed jobs, whatever. And when they pass their job function on to somebody else, you lose some of the training, some of the knowledge. And so what happened in agencies, um, and, and this became sort of academic, epidemic in a way is that they they started to lose an understanding or an awareness of what the true capabilities of their agency management system is was um, could be uh, and and as an agency owner many times or senior manager who probably in most cases has not been very involved with the agency management system would go to the people who were running it and say why can't I get this report or why can't my system do this or that whatever whatever the 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 concern was 
they may not have gotten an accurate response because the people now in charge of that system are two or three generations removed from the people who were originally trained. And I think that still holds true today to a large degree. Wow. And so I'm going to come back to that and why that's so important. But, the, but another, another component of that is that when agencies first started populating data into their agency management systems, they, they got creative many times. And um, what I mean by that is they were putting, um, um, they were using fields for, for reason, for, uh, to put in data that wasn't intended to be in that field. And so mm -hmm. when they wanted to get a report, when they wanted to convert data from one agency management system to it another, nightmare. when they wanted to fill out an accord form, whatever, <laughs> they did wrong data. It yeah. was not the right stuff. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, exactly. And so that was another major, major problem. And, and at, at the beginning, you know, people just didn't realize where all this technology was going to go, where agency management systems were going to really go, how, how critical they would be to the agency operation, what value they could really provide ultimately to an agency. And so, the, you know, they were just using it improperly early on. And, and to correct that, once you're into it, is, is somewhat of a nightmare. It's a huge amount of work. So... So anyway, now you come up today and it, an agency sitting there with an, with an agency management system and we've had many years of, of download and real-time activity, which, is, which has helped to the degree that it, it uh, has populated data. Um, at first, it was, that was actually a problem because it was overwriting data that agencies had put in. But I think most of that has been cured and to a large degree now, I guess there's exceptions to this, but to a large degree, the data that is transmitted between an air, a, a carrier and an agency um, is consistent and, and is pretty good. And it's certainly a whole lot better than it used to be. And so the data that resides in an agency management system over time should have improved uh, pretty, pretty dramatically if an agency is paying attention. And that's a good thing. Because also from the very beginning, from, from the beginning of agency management systems, and, and again, early on there was all kinds of different systems. There was even Mac-based systems. And um, and so those systems either went out of business, they were purchased, they were merged, and when that happens, what has to happen is that the data you have in, in one system has to be converted and integrated into another system. And that data conversion has always, always, always been a problem. Yes. Um, for the reasons we mentioned. I mean, bad data in, different fields, no standard... Um, really being followed in the way that it needed to be. And and that remains true today. I think you'll find, for example, large agencies and brokers that will still have a lot of their fleet information in spreadsheets as opposed to being in the agency management system. Um, also, many agencies have some data in their paper files That because, yes, agencies yep. still have paper files, some <laughs> do, anyway, and, and some data in their agency management system. That is a that is is a prescription for disaster, for E and O disaster, because you don't know where the gold standard is. Is it your paper file or is it the electronic file? Which is the right one? Which is the one you really have to pay attention to? And so it becomes important for agencies as they move forward to you know really commit to that agency management system. Make sure the data in it is fully um, well is accurate and complete. 
the thing, you know, that things are documented, that calls are documented, that activities documented, that they do a good job uh, keeping the data in that system current and up to date. Um, it's just it's just smart business, but it also only when they do that can they get full benefit from that agency management system from a marketing perspective, you know, to really be able to mine that data and do something um, proactive with it. That's right. Just have it there as and, a, and, as and I think, I think we're getting to the point in time now and, and uh, whether someone disagrees with me or not, I, I don't care. Um, I, it has to do with the fact that I don't think you can get away with not being able to understand that the growth of your agency is going to come by you being able to mine that data. And and it's not so much that you have to. It's the fact that all of your competitors are. And when you're able to, instead of shotgunning people in the marketing and advertising and sales world and actually being able to find people who need your product or need your service, I mean, how great, how how unprofessional and annoying is it that when you get an email or you get contacted by a company who you already have their services and they're trying to sell you their services. It just right. looks very unprofessional. And that's just one of the many places we're mining data. I'm just picking on this one area. No, that's, that's, but, that's but, true. You know, and, and but being able to use your management intelligently or letting your management system make you look intelligent, your agency, and the fact that it knows who to market to, who to not market to. I mean, if you, if you, I mean, believe me, I, I think there's, if I've heard numbers, I don't know if it's as low as 10% or as high as 30, but it's somewhere in there, of agencies still today don't use management systems. And, you know, I had a guy say to me a year ago, he said, why would I use it? And, you know, there's many, many reasons and we don't need to go on here or there. But one of the reasons is, is please go and tell me right now how many of your clients have an auto and home and no umbrella. Yeah. That's going to take him forever to do. I can run that report in literally 30 seconds to a minute that's going to tell me that. And that's a very, very valuable piece of information when we're talking about trying to grow our book by, by our policy count. Um, and so I think there's a lot of different things that we can use it for, and I don't want to go on and on about those. But one of the things that I have to say, I, th I love that, um, Rick, and all the times we talked, I didn't realize that accounting was one of the main functions and reasonings for management systems to be coming about. Because ironically enough, one of the big dogs, and maybe a few other, but one of the big dogs, QQ Solution, who I'm with, doesn't even have an accounting function in their management system, but yet is one of the big dogs up there. And now the key is they uh, we use QuickBooks, and our QuickBooks yeah. integrates with our management system. Sure. Um, and so when I say accounting, please understand everybody listening, it still does the commissions for the producers and we still get direct bill download where the downloads come in from the company. We get we do that stuff, but I'm talking about using it as a full functioning um, 360, well, I don't want to use 360 because that will even confuse <laughs> people more, a, a, a whole holistic system of paying all the bills and everything for the man yeah. ad agency out of there. That part rolls over into our QQ solicitor. Um, QuickBooks. Too many Qs here, Rick. Um, but yeah, so that's very, very interesting. I really, really so, didn't know that. Yeah, so, well, and it did. And, 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 and like I said, now they've been evolved a, a great deal. 
and um, that's that's these these systems have become um, you know most of these systems started uh, you know in a in, you know in a sense in a garage. Uh, they were they were small operations that started somewhere because an agency needed um, an, you know somebody uh, well even take the one of the very first ones which was Redshaw um, uh, you know that was built because an agency's uh, a son who was in technology joined the agency and decided to build um, an agency management system for his agents his family and and that wasn't so unique um, and yet now they've become very big, very highly financed, mm -hmm. very sophisticated businesses, and for for many of them anyway. There's some obviously if there's sixty, there's several out there that are still um, <laughs> probably in that working out of the garage scenario. But but clearly it's a big business and um, an important one in our industry, obviously. So let's get back though to here's an agency sitting out there and they're. They're feeling uncomfortable or dissatisfied with whatever their agency management system is, or they're a new agent and they're thinking about, all right, do I need an agency management system? And I think <clears throat> there's some things that, some just general practices that they could pay attention to that would serve them well. One of the very first ones is that they could, what, what I suggest people do is put together a team within the agency that is represented by all levels in the agency. So you want, you want ownership, you want production, you want accounting, you want servicing, you want sales, all as a, as a cross-functional team that is going to work at evaluating um, your current capabilities, but also uh, defining and evaluating whatever new system you're going to look at. And um, and that way, you know, because so many times you get one or two people in an agency that are the ones that are making the decision, and they don't understand what it is a CSR needs really to do their job. Very true. Better. Or they Very don't true. understand what an agency owner needs, or they don't understand what a producer needs. And so you want to look at it in a very holistic way to evaluate, again, like your current system and your and your in any potential future system. One of the very first things you need to do if you have a system and you're wondering whether it does something is just don't take just the the word of the people in your agency. Ask other agencies. Yes. Attend local user group meetings and ask them. And in in fact, ask the vendor if the, if a certain functionality exists because, quite honestly, I've seen it time and time and time again from you know years ago to to relatively relatively recently where agencies don't think their system can do something and it does it really well. They just don't know. And so be sure to evaluate that first. And then, like I said, you have this cross-functional team and you, you, um, you know, you can do evaluations of the systems and take, you know, sort of a side-by-side -side comparison. You know, years ago, the industry, when it was first getting started in all this, used to do that all the time. There was these shootouts, basically, where uh, association meetings or different meetings uh, would, would happen within the industry and they would invite all the vendors to show up and do side-by-side uh, -side comparisons of feature functionality. Um, that's less important now because most of them can do the core stuff. They do it differently perhaps or handle things differently and you need to look at the workflow and say, does that work for me? Does that make sense? But, but most of the feature functionality isn't radically different. 
um, they all have the key components anyway. And, and so that gets me to another topic, and that is, or an issue that people need to pay attention to, and that is sort of personality. You need to know what's most important to your agency. And you sort of alluded to this in the beginning, Jason. You mm -hmm. said, are you an agency that focuses on service or, or sales? Are you an agency that's commercial or personal? What's the size of your agency? What's the location of your agency? Um, and you need to be able to really articulate who you are and what's most important to you because different systems or the different systems within a particular vendor, the different, uh, you know, there's different agency management systems. The big ones have two or three if or more various systems that they, that, that they deploy depending on the size, the type of business, the complexity of a particular agency. So you really need to understand that with your own agency and not only where you are today, but where you expect to be five years from now. And once you know that, once you understand that, you'll be better prepared then to go out and begin to evaluate the various agency management systems out there and, and, and whether or not they meet your individual um, requirements and needs. And, uh, and unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. I mean, agencies just don't take that methodical, business-like approach to picking systems many times. They, they go on, um, I don't know, hearsay and and gut and things like that, which is probably not a good idea. Yeah, it's not. And and you gave them a lot of good areas for them to to think about because that is totally the truth. Um, oh my gosh, you know, um, yeah, it's it's totally right. I mean, what the owner who usually signs the paycheck is wanting and expecting and thinking out of a management system really has nothing to do with. Uh, you need to get the whole team on board. I got to tell you, I think that is probably the biggest key right there. And and I would say a lot of agency owners do not do that. Now, um, you know, when it comes to it, though, uh, when we talk about a lot of the applications that can be used in conjunction with it, let's kind of steer there for a minute. Um, I think we've given a lot of great information and we've given a lot of stuff that the agent can can think about. And and keep in mind, this is just one piece of the many podcasts we're doing for this, for this month or have done. And I think that um, one of the things that I, I see a lot of, of stuff going to is the a lot of the management system going in the way of functionality and being able to use their management system in conjunction with other programs so they can talk together. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, Rick. Once again, see, I love... Sometimes people would wonder why we needed to know what you told us about the way management systems were in the 80s and in the 90s, but it's so important because it all comes back to the fact that there's a reason why we're doing things today and the way we're doing things. True. And and when, I mean, when would you say that, am I wrong to say that it's just happened in the last three to five years where it's went mainstream, where agents are allowed to plug and play essentially with their management systems into other um, systems? Well, I mean, on a, on a so grand scale, it can't be around too long considering it, the well, technology hasn't been there in a way. Yeah, but well, so actually, um, interestingly enough, that's not a not a new a new scenario. Okay. Different, but not new. So when originally when agency management systems were formed, they didn't have rating included in them. And so there was a, a, a gazillion rating vendors. I mean, they were all over the place. And most of them were regional. Well, they were all regional. There was no, at the time, there was no such thing as a national rating vendor that could do everything in every state. So there was a lot 
of, of rating vendors. And early on, well, not even early on, um, for many years, those systems never really integrated with the agency management systems. Now, as time evolved, um, agency management systems like Vertifor and Applied either had their own rating or purchased rating vendors. In fact, Vertifor, when it was AMS, purchased a whole slew of rating vendors. And then the effort at that point was to integrate those rating vendors to share data between the rating application, the rating uh, product, and the agency management system. So even then, that was an issue. In other words, it was a, a third party, in essence, a, another application that needed to be integrated. Um, even though accounting was the main function of agency management systems, an awful lot of agencies wanted to be able to pull out um, that data and integrate it into spreadsheets and all kinds of other applications. Um, and so that was a need. Um, scanning uh, at, uh, in data uh, document management was an issue for many years. And those were third party vendors always that um, you wanted to pull data from your agency management system or integrate data from a, 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 a document management system into the agency management system. And so those were the kinds of things that for a long, long time have always been around and an issue about exchanging data from the agency management system to a, another application, whatever good, good it is. Good point. I didn't really think of it that way. Good and, point. And so they, they all had, you know, there's the ways of, there were even years ago there was ways of doing that and in fact even accord forms in some cases with some vendor, vendors uh -huh. right, where they've done everything from screen scraping to true um, standard um, data standards uh, transfer of information so it's it's involved all of those things depending on the agency management system vendor they've all handled those things differently and for different reasons sometimes I mean this is going to sound very strange but sometimes um, an agency management. So, for example, let's say a rating vendor wants to integrate with um, an agency management system, and because uh, I'm going to use an old example rather than a current one, and and um, the rating systems, uh, the, the the agency management system vendors may have not wanted to do that. The reality was because their business plan was not knowledge you know, not public knowledge, they knew that either they were going to buy an agent of a rating vendor or they were going to build their own. And if they'd gone down the road of integrating that data with a, a rating vendor and then having to pull the plug because now it was competition, that would not have been fair to either group. Ah, agents, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so I do. Actually, I do. There was actually serious business reasons in some cases for not integrating with a third party. Um, because, I mean, that happened actually with rating. It happened with, with uh, document management scanning. It's happened with a number of different scenarios okay. where doing that really wasn't fair to either side ultimately or the, or the agents that, that got caught in the middle, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, that's the um, truth. That's who we but, care about. That's right. But yeah, and, and so you have to look at that. And there's some cases, there's some cases where it seems to me there should be sort of open source and uh, you, you allowed third parties to do things, but it's, it's way more complicated than meets the eye because every time that agency management system evolves, um, you have the chance of having to redo all of those connections, all of those data transfers that happen. Um, and that sometimes places an undue hardship on the smaller third party vendor that can't deal with that, that, that is then caught in the middle and they can't keep up 
right. um, or it puts a, a, an unnecessary constraint on the agent, agency management system vendor because they can't change a field or they can't change an application because they've got an integration over here that they're going to break. So it's uh, not it's not as easy and as obvious as you may think or that it sounds like it would be. Right. There are some serious serious business issues when it comes to to data you know transfer and integration and and conversion. Well, and why can't everybody is, just get along then? You know, if it would be a lot <laughs> easier, Rick. But yes. Yeah, well, competition is good and and You're darn right um, it is. It keeps everybody on their toes, but you know, one only has to go back and look at the history of of the rating environment in our industry to go, wow. I mean, it has just gone through huge transformations over time. Mhm. Um, it really has. And so have the agency management systems, of course, too. But, but they, you know, there's another issue, and that is it's it's some, and this is this is, this isn't ex this is I, I guess I will I will say it this way: if you're a new vendor starting out, um, you get to start with a blank slate, and that really is is nice. It's easy. It's a way to create some really cool technology. But once you start getting users, your world becomes much more complicated. I can see that. Because every agency out there thinks that they have a different need, a different way that they want that system to operate. And so they start pounding on that vendor to build this, to build that. And each one wants it built or to operate in a different way. Right. I mean, that sounds crazy, but it's the reality of it. No, there's some so, core components that need to be the same, but after that, which is only four or five, but after that, you're right. I, it becomes part of that fingerprint. We're a fingerprint that looks this way, so we need it to adapt this way. And that well, becomes it, almost impossible. Yeah, but even it, it gets down to, Jason, I mean, when the agencies are talking about this, is that that's not how I the workflow works in my agency, and so mm -hmm. therefore I want it to operate this way, or mm -hmm. I need these five buttons to be pushed on the system rather than these four. Um, it, it gets very my, my, very tactical at some points and very detailed in terms of the way agencies perceive of something working. And, and so typically the agency management systems have obviously user groups and, and committees and people that help evolve a system regardless of how that works. And sorry for that. No problem, um, no problem. But that, but that's what happens. And so they do, you know, they've got these users. And, and quite honestly, whether you think so or not, I think all of the agency, agency management system vendors try to do the best thing for their installed base. The other thing that happens, when you have a huge installed base, you can't be changing things all the time because it's that true. places a huge, huge um, uh, responsibility on all of those agencies that are installed to have to keep up, to keep current. Think Facebook. And Holy think, cow. Yeah, you know? It's a major problem because it's training. Mm -hmm. It sometimes re means new training. It, it means taking the time to update. It, it means taking the time to learn a new process or a new procedure. Yep. It means all kinds of different things. And again, in the past for sure, and I think it's still partially true today, if the data in that system isn't good and they start changing things you you have no idea what you might be breaking in terms of the that agency so it's it's 
Whew. seems simple. It seems like it should be simple. It's actually very, very complicated. And I can see that. And I got to tell you, you and I have talked about this a lot, but you've really brought to my attention in the last 15, 20 minutes that, yeah, there is, uh, Jason, it's not as easy as you always think, which I hate that answer. But anyways, <laughs> it's the truth. And sometimes well, the truth I hurts. I think the same thing. Can't they just do X? And it was only, you know, from an agent's point of view, you have one perspective. And from the vendor, you're going to have another. And quite honestly, the carrier's still in that dynamic as well. And you can't just be going, whipping around, changing stuff because that might break your, your integration with the carrier, your, you know, your, your, your um, download or your upload or your real-time activity with the carrier. Um, yeah. You just don't know. And if, if an agency has gone out there and built an integration with a third party, and the vendor changes something, then what does that do to that integration that they built with a third party? And who is going to be able to keep current with all of that and keep it moving and keep it consistent and, and make sure things don't break? So it is, it's, it's a big deal. It really is. It really is. Well, I tell you what, Rick, you've really brought to light a lot of things for me, which means I know you've brought a lot to light to the, uh, to the um, to the listener here and some of the things that they need to look at and I think if we if we flip back 10 15 20 minutes and of what we've discussed I could say probably the biggest thing is making sure that you get everybody involved in the agency when you're determining what management system you're going to move to but then also as you said talking to other agencies one of the biggest downfalls I see in a lot of areas that we have as agents and it's not a downfall it's just a truth is the fact that we um, we feel as if everybody does it the same way we do it, you know? So it's this way. That's why a lot of times I remember when I was uh, brand new in the business, I would go and I would be at these networking groups, the big I, which was literally one of the best training I had was just talking with other agents and be like, because there's two things that comes out of that. There comes out of, oh, wow, that frustration I've been having, everybody else is having it as well. But also, oh, wow, that frustration I'm having, no one else has it because this is the way they're doing it or this is the solution they've found. And it's like, oh, wow. So I, I want all you listeners to really, really, really hear that. And I know a lot of you right now, I know a ton of you, probably over half of you are thinking about moving management systems and how should I do this. And I also advise you, it took me probably about nine to 10, 10 months before I started about doing it. I just started in 2012 and pulled the trigger uh, in uh, July of 2013. And I, and I think that this is a process that takes a lot of time. Um, and, you know, and there's a lot of good management systems out there. There's some, the high end ones that do a lot of things. There's some of the littler guys, but I got to tell you, um, you just want to make sure that it does some of the things. And if you haven't listened to it, listen back to the first podcast of this series where I go through what's upload, what's download, what's real time, what's texting, what's API. A lot of this stuff that we talked about here with Rick or maybe alluded to um, or you've heard out there. You know what, Rick, I was uh, to close it up. I was listening to this guy at uh, at the Ivan's conference and he said something I thought was just so profound. He said, um, we need to quit stop. We need to stop. He said, when are we going to stop calling upload and download, upload and download, and just realize that that's called send and receive? 
and 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 I know you know upload and download determine something and it distinguishes and kind of points out something. But I really thought it was awesome because you know really truly Rick, I mean like he says you know you never I never say to you hey Rick I just uploaded you that email will be when you get done with it would you download it back to me you know what I mean it's called sending sure. and receiving and so sure. it, whether we change the terminology or not which I think would help because it would help people kind of understand what that means. It's it's a process that happens and it's a very important process to everything that we do inside of our agency and, and, and inside our management system, our agency management system, which when it comes to claims, when it comes to billing and cancellations and, and activity notes and uh, activity notifications, I should say. Activity notes, by the way, um, is going to be an old term here very soon because it's the worst thing to explain what, what actually activity notes is. And if you want to know more about that, I spoke about that in, back in my um, prior uh, podcast, the first podcast of this series, uh, where I explained some of these terms. But um, so, so Rick, uh, closing up, is there anything else that really other people need to know when they're thinking about this, or or just some other kind of enlightenment that you've? I mean, you've you've consulted many people on trying to do this through the years, and whether the management system has changed, the agent and how they use it has changed a little. I think a lot of every piece of advice you gave is still paramount today to when deciding to do this. So I'm going to let you kind of wrap this up here before I close it. Well, you know, not you know, in a sense not really. I think that I think that yes, um it's always good to evaluate and reevaluate where you are, what you're doing. It becomes the responsibility once an agency buys a system, the real that's in a sense that's the easy part, the hard part, the really big challenge is to organize your agency and management it, manage it in a way that it can take full advantage of that system and its functionality regardless of what it is because they all can do something and unfortunately many times that's where it fails um, the agency mm-hmm. just doesn't take it to that next step where they realize that they can do some really cool things with that technology and they need to take advantage of it it's the only way if only when they do that does it really start to pay for itself so that's true. That's what, yeah. That is true. And I also think that um, when you try to use it uh, halfway, half-ass, when, it, when you try to do it that way, it only pr- provides more frustration on those trying to use it when some are using it the way it's supposed to, some aren't. You know, There's not processes, there's not workflows, there's not a set manual or workflow as to how things go. You can almost make it worse. And I, I, I would never... I would never encourage somebody to go back to uh, vanilla folders, but if you if you no. don't use it correctly, you can create some frustration. But the flip side is true: if you use it correctly, it's probably your most profitable. Um, uh, What's well, an investment? It's it a, it's it not is. A, it's, you shouldn't look at it as an expense. It really is an investment. Yeah. It's an investment in the future. It's an investment in customer uh, satisfaction, customer service, as well as employee satisfaction. That's right. So that's right. You really need to look at it in those terms. I think that's right. And you know, and that is another part. If you're doing it, you got to look at how's this going to be able to be used to affect my service and my sales outside of the agency. But what you just said, Rick, is huge there, and that is the um, the employees and allowing them to be able to use it. You know, no one's going to be completely happy, just like no one is in everything. But we can do the right best that we possibly can so um rick i appreciate your time coming on it's uh it's it's really been awesome um you're in sunny santa fe new mexico you said right 
Right now I am, yeah. Right now you, right now you are. <laughs> heading That's back right. to Colorado, yeah. Yep. Head, heading back soon. You're in New Mexico a lot. You're in New Mexico well, a lot. Spent, spent, you know, we travel around in our RV, and so I've been uh, in New Mexico most of the spring, um, southern southern New Mexico, and now we're headed back to Colorado, and we'll be there for, for most of the summer, and then this fall we'll head out again. Okay, well, fantastic. Rick, we appreciate your time. All the listeners right now, go ahead and say thank you for coming on, Rick. There you go. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. It's been my pleasure, and I, I re- really appreciate it. It's always good to have these kind of conversations. They're, they're, um, I don't know. They're just satisfying, and they're and they're refreshing, and it's fun. And they're so, important. They're very important yeah. to the future of our industry. So once again, that's been Rick Morgan, the senior VP at Archrike. Um, uh, one one thing before I let you go, what, how could they get a hold of you if someone wants to reach out to you, Rick? Uh, just email me. You can re- email me rick at artrike dot com, and um, I, yeah, I certainly I welcome any any outreach. Um, Please do. If you got any questions, he's unbiased. Like I said, he's he's not trying to steer you one way or another. He just wants your best interest based on the stuff that he knows, and he knows a lot. Yep. So this has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Keep in mind, one more time, go out there to www.insuranceforplay.com. Insuranceforplay.com and check out uh, the book. Uh, you could either order it, you can pre-order it, you can even get the first three chapters for free um, so that you can read those uh, depending on when this podcast came out. It all depends on if it's uh, already be able to be ordered, but I know for sure you can pre-order it. And... Um, and also just keep in mind that this podcast is sponsored by Grow Program, growprogram.com. Um, we're there to help agents learn. We're a community of agents that are just trying to do everything we can to help better the industry so we can keep God's greatest um, industry ever created moving forward. So this has been Jason Cass. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass, and we are out. Uh-huh.